You're listening to Jumping the Wealth Curve with your host, Edward Bow. For most of my life, I've been riding and racing dirt bike motorcycles, so it was natural to say Jumping the Wealth Curve. When he's not on his bike, Ed is helping families retire successfully as a certified financial planner and five-star wealth manager at Smallwood Wealth Management. There isn't a one-size-fits-all solution for everything, so we're talking about finances and a financial plan. We need to stay flexible. Now, here's your host, Ed Bow. Welcome, everybody, to another Jump in the Wealth Curve podcast. Uh, I appreciate you taking time to listen. The title for this one is, Why is the Wealth Curve Important? I started thinking about this coming into year end here, right before Christmas and New Year's, and I wanted to get back to my core a little bit. And I started thinking even, the title of the podcast is Jump in the Wealth Curve. So I'm going to take you back in time a little bit. John and I, we've been working together for 15 or 16 years, and whenever we were working with clients, we were always using some sort of financial planning software. And we always find that there's there's little nuance or things that we don't like about those softwares and, and how they represented and showed strategies or products, whatever the case may be. And there's, I don't want to say flaws in them, but there's shortcomings that <laughs> it's not really good for the client. And we always come from that perspective. Everything we think of is what's good for the client. How do we want to visualize and show things to the client and have them understand what's going on on their financial plan? So a little fast forward now from that time frame is Hurricane Sandy hits New Jersey and we're out of power. We got, we got nothing going on here. You're working remote in a friend's office, but for the first couple of days when we're seeing if we're going to get power back in the office, John is in his infinite vision, started thinking about a visual for clients. He actually sketched it on a, on a sketch pad and he sketched out this kind of wealth curve and it was really interesting. So like a really good advisor should do is take on the, the chore of building software, <laughs> which we did. And we started using it with our clients. We got some really good feedback. So why is it important? Why is the wealth curve important? So when we sit down with clients, there's a lot of opinion and bias out there in the world. I mean, it's driven by some marketing, whatever you know, whatever the, the reason being. But when we sit with our clients, what our thought process is, and when I make a financial decision in my plan, is it economically the right thing for me and my, my plan? And everybody's plan is different. So decision for me might be different than yours because there's different factors and different data that we're dealing with or different concepts. So we wanted to make this visual to make it easy for clients to see what was going on also. So it's sort of, it's a simulation tool, but I like to call it a laboratory. I really like that concept better because the idea is I can, we can sit together and we can start, okay, here is your financial plan. The current data that you gave us, we plug it into all in there and Here's your curve, and by the way, there's three types of curves. There's an upward curve, and a sideways curve, and a downward curve. Upward curve, well, great. Can we make that more efficient? Sideways curve, can we get that tilted upwards? If downward curve, we definitely have some work to do. We don't want you running out of money, per se, and that's what that's representing. So, And we can play with the variables, and that's the key to what the wealth curve is really about is there's variables in, in all our lives. There's some that we might be able to control and a lot of them that we can't control. And 
as we build the plan out, you know, we could change a variable really quick and say, what happens if uh, we have hyper taxation? And how does that affect the outcome of my financial plan? So it's a really easy tool that way. And I'm going to take another step backwards and say, when you really come in and talk to us, there's core concepts that we believe in. And there are seven of them. We're always striving for reducing taxes, reducing risk, reducing fees. We want to increase your wealth. We want to increase the benefits around that wealth. We want to increase your retirement income. And we want to pass more on to people or causes that are near and dear to us. Most of the time when I talk about that, most people agree. Yeah, those are really good concepts. It's almost moronic to say, right? But the reason why I laugh about it is there's some strategies out there that are going against one or a few of those core concepts. So that's what the curve helps us do. It kind of breaks down those barriers. Again, I, start, I started with opinion and bias, right? There's, and we're pummeled by information. And, and if we don't understand what we're doing, then why are we doing it? Right. If I, even if I recommend something to my client, they trust me. They, they like working with me, but I want to verify that when we make that decision, it's actually better for you. And under the current assumptions, again, assumptions are going to change. We know that variables are going to happen. As much as some people don't like change, it's probably the one constant in life. Things are going to change. And another thought that or philosophy we have or I have here is we want a long-term plan. You know, we have some goals we're trying to get to, and I want perfect one-year plans stacked on top of each other because I know those variables are going to hit. I joke about you go to a financial planner, and I'm a certified financial planner, and they give you a financial plan, and here's the book and a stack of papers, and this is what's going to happen for the next 20 years or 30 years. And it's almost comical. I've been talking about variables and things happen in our lives. And guess what? Things are going to happen and that that book is going to need to change. And that's why I said to you, I want perfect one-year plans or close to perfect as possible stacked on top of each other going toward our long, long-term goal. That's why we, you probably heard, everybody has reviews with their clients at least once a year. We may have more. Depending on the complexity of the plan, we may be meeting every quarter. Those are things that have to get done. Because we know things are going to change. What's going to happen? How are we making this plan as efficient as possible? So the curve was born out of everything I just said. And it's exclusive to us. Nobody else has access to it. It gets in there. We get in there. We work with our clients with it and take a step forward. After building the curve, we built other tools and resources around it to help again provide information to our clients, visuals to our clients to help them either stay on track with their plans, to understand what's going on in their plans, and just make their lives easier. So it starts with our wealth curve conversation. And we sit down and we have a conversation about your family, what's important to you, and what are we striving towards? And that's, there's no obligation to have that conversation. It's usually takes about 30 or 40 minutes. And then if you decide you want to continue to work with us, great. We'll figure out how to get you into the process and explain all that. And we get going and we start building a blueprint and a scorecard and ultimately the wealth curve. So 
That's why I get up every morning. It's one of my passions in life is I truly like helping people and using the wealth curve and getting into these core concepts. I see how it makes a change. One of my good stories is I have a, we have a client and he's in the financial industry and smart guy, detailed person, really knows a lot about his plan. And he sat down with us. And one of the things that came out of it, one of his statements that I was like, wow, that's really neat that he just said that. He said, what you don't know is what you don't know. And since this is what we do every day, five days a week, and we're looking at all sorts of different plans, we've seen a lot of different situations. We're experts at it, right? The internet's a wonderful thing. Ton of information out there. How do you sift and sort? How do you cut through the noise? Because there is noise out there. And what do I, what's good for my plan and for my family versus person next door? It can be completely different, okay? Everybody's plans are individual. Their wants and goals are individual. So that's what coming back to the curve, simulating these things, playing around with different variables. And by the way, when I implement something in my plan, am I actually doing something better for my plan? Am I get if I am I reducing taxes? Am I reducing risk? Am I reducing fees? Am I increasing my wealth? Am I putting more benefits around the, that wealth? Am I increasing my retirement income? And am I passing more down the line? Is it hitting one or seven of those? I don't know. And by the way, there's no guarantee that we get to all seven or you know what. There's no magic bullet here. I just want to make that really clear. We, we sit down, we do the best that we can, depending on people come to see us and what they've accumulated or what they're doing in their lives will dictate how we can make some adjustments. We do really good work. We do really, really good work, in my opinion. <laughs> some things are just harder to manipulate or, or get, you know, adjust to get to where we want. So with 2024 coming upon us, I just wanted to kind of get back to my core here and talk about, like I said, I saw the, I was looking at the logo and I was like, did I even talk about what the wealth curve is? Cause it's, it's a huge component of the thinking that goes into working with clients. So I kind of said, ah, end of the year, let's, let's get on it. Let's get on this because 2024 is right around the corner, about a week out from Christmas and New Year's and all that. And I would highly suggest whether you're working with another advisor, working by yourself, or working with us, you start your New Year's, forget about the weight loss goal, let's get to <laughs> let's get to our financial plan goal and let's review it. Let's let's talk, you know, get dig into it. Do you truly understand it? Because most people come to me for validation. They go, I think we've done a good job, but what are they comparing to? What's their metrics? And that's, again, we see it every day. So they're happy to come in here. And then we give them other, we give them different ways to look at things because that's the other. When you get a different perspective, are you getting now to the set? You, you actually working toward those seven core principles? I would argue yes. We try, that's what we're trying to do. And I usually say to my clients, I need a couple things from you. I need your time and an open mind. Your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So I'll leave you with that. 2024 upon us. I, I wish everybody 
the best, healthy, happy new year. You want to go to my website, www.smallwoodwealth.com. There's a ton of resources. There's visuals there on our process, talking about the blueprint, the scorecard, all all the great stuff I just talked about. And one of my key phrases I always talk to my, my nation about is your plan, your life, your terms. I think everything I just talked about really goes to those key components as well. And as usual, we're going to go wide F and open in 2024. We got, we got a schedule of every other week. We're putting out content. We're back, people. We're back. I got a list of topics I'm going to talk about and. I'm going to get back to some core planning concepts so we get back to, I think, why you're listening, get some good information. And again, let's get into 2024. I think uh, one of my goals is I think we all should listen to each other a little bit better. Stop all this this kind of taking sides. I think let's all get back to to the table, have some conversation. and, And whether we agree to disagree, that's fine, but at least we're talking. So... That's uh, that's my I guess my New Year's resolution is let's let us all get back to doing some some talking. We're all like minded in the end. It's just how we get there. We'll figure that out. All right. For 2024, we're gonna do a little gut check. And by the way, the tax man is a calling. Be ready. Peace out to everybody. Be well. I look forward to doing some more of these in 2024 and you jumping on board. Thanks. Have a retirement or financial planning question for Ed? Connect now at smallwoodwealth.com. And while you're at it, click that subscribe button. Jumping the Wealth Curve is brought to you by Edward Bow, an investment advisor representative of Smallwood Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone, and the information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable. Their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action, as information and or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Smallwood Wealth Management provides content that is true and accurate as of the date of publishing. However, we give no assurance or warranty regarding the accuracy, timeliness, or applicability of the content. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this website or podcast and disclaim all liability in respect to all information, including but not limited to any liability for errors in accuracy, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. 